This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. The Metaphysical Connection, Episode 11, The Watchers, is brought to you by our Zazzle page. Countless items that you can buy with our logo printed right on them. You can get something cool to wear and support the show at the same time. Since it's barbecue season, we are offering our special one-of-a-kind apron. It helps you keep, uh, it helps you cook your steak, burgers, hot dogs, and other things on the grill while keeping your Metaphysical Connection t-shirt crisp and clean. That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. We're also brought to you by our listeners through PayPal. Make a donation through PayPal.me slash Fedora Chronicles. Special thank you to all of our listeners who have donated already. Thank you once again for your generous support. If you have a commercial that you would like us to read on this podcast, get in touch with us through the show's email, metaphysical at thefedorachronicles.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Well, before we started recording, Walt and I were actually going to um, talk about what we were going to talk about. And the thing is, is that there is so much news that we couldn't even, like, we didn't even know where to begin. And I was going to surprise Walt, because the thing is, is that I asked Walt when he came in and said, uh, have you been on the internet yet today? And he said, well, no. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, great. Oh, good. <laughs> and I was going to like actually record Walt's reaction. Little did he know I was watching Good Morning America. And got the actual initial broadcast yeah. of, of the trailer. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh. So I preempted Eric on that. Uh, I can't believe it. I know you hate that, Eric. I hate it. I, I know you're going to inject that Eric is right clip that you always put in when, when you're feeling emotionally needy. <laughs> Eric was right. He was absolutely right. I, Eric is right. Well, the thing <laughs> is, I didn't have to put that clip in um, uh, the last two shows that we did. Time everybody because you knew us. Tom Carey wouldn't buy into that. Anyway. Oh, Tom Carey wouldn't buy yeah, into would, it at he all. He would have blown that off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He would have <clears> given me a piece of my mind. Well, anyway, by the time everybody hears this, it's in our future but your past, okay? Our 10th podcast, Ooh. number 10, is going to be broadcast this Saturday. But for you people, it's last Saturday. So this, what we're, what we're doing right now is we're, we're recording episode number 11. So this is kind of a time warp. This is kind of, of like a time warp. Yeah. This is it. This is this is how we manufacture it's a, it's a time, time portal. So yeah. So congratulations, Walt, to make it to, for making it to number ten. Well, congratulations to you, Eric. Yeah, I mean, you're the media guy that makes this all happen. So. Yeah. So the thing is, is that now that we have enough podcasts under our belt, we can. Um, we're going to create our own feed. Um, Are we now considered pod pros? Or? Well, I th- I I think so. I think ten's a pretty pretty good number to well it's just like you giving yourself an honorary doctorate yeah well that's true and which is yeah so the thing is is that we're gonna Why not ha- yeah what exactly the what the heck so the thing is is that um the metaphysical connection is also going to have its own feed on um itunes soon i don't know when but it's going to be soon and on top of everything else um we also fixed the problem with zazzle so you can go on zazzle nice Z- i'm going on there today and order my t-shirt exactly my custom t- exactly and uh, yeah, you can get your own custom-made, um, made-to-order um, T-shirt from Zazzle with a metaphysical connection. You can have the design on the front. You can have it on the back. You can have on, you can have it on the front and the back. And you can do all sorts of stuff with your T-shirts. You can even put your name and your handle and and your ham radio call sign, everything. And uh, yeah, you can do, you can do whatever you want on Zazzle. Well, within reason. 
um, are you, you're excited about Rogue One. And I said something that surprised the hell out of you, is that I'm more excited about Rogue One than I was about The Force Awakens. Yeah, I, I was surprised because I know how excited you were about yeah, that. Yeah. I could barely sleep. It was like Christmas Eve before, the yeah. day before that came out. No, Christmas Eve was not as good <clears throat> as, really? as seeing. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. must have gotten crappy presents. That's no, yeah. no. I mean, it was like it was... Because the thing is, is like, I'm sitting in a movie theater with my two sons... So no, I was more excited about uh, Star Wars, um, The Force Awakens, than I was about Christmas. Because the thing is, I get to sit down, and like, I was in a theater with my boys, watching a brand new Star Wars movie with Han Solo and Luke Skywalker for all of 30 seconds. Right. And it, it was... Although he didn't really appear till the end. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what I meant, for 30 seconds. Yeah. But it was, like, it was just an amazing experience. And the thing is, is that, you know, Christmas a, a week later was just kind of like, eh, this is nice, but... Not as good as the Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I love my wife and all like that. And I love Christmas and all like that. But, you know, and it was also... it was also. So the, so the silk boxers didn't do it for you? See, you and I were not supposed to talk about the silk boxers. Oh, uh, sorry. The I didn't realize that was a taboo topic. The first rule, the first rule of silk boxer club is don't talk about silk boxer club. Yeah, I, I guess I missed that. Exactly. I wasn't there for that. Pun <laughs> <laughs> Unintended. <laughs> No, I, I love the idea that they're making standalone Star Wars movies, and that and that it's uh, they're going to be making movies that are going to fill in, and not that they need to be filled in, but I, I mean, Jesus, you could have people in 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 uh, Star Wars costumes reading the phone book, and I think I might get excited over that, and I think that's sad, but so yeah, go check it out. We're going to have a link to. Um, or where I might actually embed that trailer into the show page, well, simply because we talked about it. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Well, I, I, before we move on, I, I have a revelation for you. Okay, hit this me with it. This is something that you, I'm sure you haven't heard of. This is this is this is a really really underground. Okay. Uh, the Disney Corporation has merged the Star Wars story world with their story for this new movie. Did, did you know that? No. So so the fact of the matter is 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 that Jar Jar Binks. Oh, no. had had a love child with Minnie Mouse. And do you know what the result was? What? Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you didn't know that. <laughs> I got Eric with that one. I know I did. He's, 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 he's laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> like that scene in Stand By Me. I mean, it? think about it. I mean, Goofy's got the ears. He's got the, he's got the Jar Jar Binks ears, right? He's got the Minnie Mouse um, sort of facial characteristics so you know I, i'm sure mickey's like really really unhappy with that whole thing i always wondered what Go did you ever wonder what goofy was though what kind of an animal is he they talk about that in, the, in, in stand by me when those characters are right just, right yeah. well there it's now it's been clarified that's yeah. exactly what he is he, he he's a hybrid of jar jar binks and and Minnie mouse well <laughs> and here's here's the other thing no, I'll, I'll leave that imagery up to you. <laughs> the actual event of that, you know what, how that took place. Um, you know, it was, I'm sure it was in a cheap motel. There's no no in, on some other planet. <laughs> so, um, motel seven and a half. <laughs> I, you know, and and probably Jar Jar, I'm sure, would not be paying his child support. You know, that's, that's pretty clear. I he think. doesn't even have a decent job anymore. Yeah, well, did, what was his job? Well, since the emperor dissolved the Senate. Right. Yeah, he's, he's got nothing going. <laughs> <laughs> he's on welfare. <laughs> Space welfare. <laughs> he gets 30 credits a month. Exactly. 
Uh, yes. Anyway, trying to move on from that. <laughs> oh, I knew you'd like that. Erica. Oh, we've. I, we, I knew you would like. That. Oh my God, this is so in the gutter right now. It's not even funny. <laughs> it's uh, good though. It's in a good way. Do we want to talk about the Panama Papers? Yeah, briefly. What are, What are the Panama Papers? Well, it's a it's a big information dump. That really blows the lid off of the international money laundering and money hiding non-tax-paying yeah. billionaires. Of the, and I think it's the beginning of some kind of a revelation about the level of corruption in the planet, not just oh, yeah. in the country. I mean, the country is the planet. You know, you have like the uh, the president of Iceland. The, or the prime minister of Iceland. Prime minister of Iceland. He, he resigned. So, you know, he's good. He resigned about 10 minutes after it was... Um, uh, Vladimir Putin's involved. Yeah. You know, he's got some time. He's yeah. always admitting it. He probably has a couple of filters between him and, oh, and sure. whoever. Yeah, was. but his name is all over it, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been stuffing money somewhere. Yeah. Well, but didn't for we, his retirement. Well, yeah. Didn't we say in an earlier podcast that there was going to be some kind of document dump somewhere, Absolutely. somehow, Absolutely. some way? And this could be the beginning of all that. This we, could... We, we were a little more specific to UFO type of documents being a thing, but, yeah. but I think that there's a lot of disclosure. Yeah. Well, on the one hand, the internet is the best thing and the worst thing to ever happen to politicians, because you look at somebody like Bernie Sanders, who can really light a fire under people who have the activist spirit and, um, you know, they want change and all like that, um, um, happy hua. And then you have somebody like Vladimir Putin, who you can't hide secrets anymore. Mm. You cannot, and whoever you are, wherever you are, you just simply cannot hide secrets the way that, and now everybody. Um, well, Putin was in the KGB at one another. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So he's a, he's a master of, of deception. Yeah, and, and um, you know, and former president George Sr. was the head of the CIA. Mm. You know, what is that all about? Same thing. Same thing. Different country. Same yeah. Thing. Yeah, I wonder d how much how much Bush money is. The, the, the I don't think any um, have any Americans been named in that well, whole thing. I know there's been some talk about different entertainers and things. That, yeah, any, has any has there been any specifics? Well, on that? The, I haven't the, seen any. Right, right now, the focus has been um, the international scandal with a lot of um, world leaders hiding money, and this is just Panama. This is just an you know what well, they, the the law firm that was channeling all the, through it. Yeah, is in Panama. Right. That's, that's why it's called the Panama. And, and apparently the, the source of the leak is, is sort of nebula. And they apparently think it's some somebody from there yeah. decided to, right. for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, we go they from... They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't get his coffee right Probably. Around. Hold on a second. Yeah, so we go from Rogue One to Rogue Banker. <laughs> in, in <laughs> to, one to just show. playing rogues. <laughs> yeah. Um, rogues gallery. But what I, what I wanted to just focus on for a second is this is only Panama. This is only one law firm in Panama. We're not even talking about the other offshore um, banks in like the Who Car knows where? Caribbean. Cayman Islands. You know, that's a renowned one. I think. Yeah. Dumping, dumping money in the... The thing is, where, where's the accountability? That's that's the whole thing. You know, wh how who's going to hold these people accountable? Now, are they going to... Are they going to take... Who's going to get the money? Well, know, is... And it, it, even if this is not illegal money or money gained through illicit activity... At the very least, it's it's they're defrauding some kind of tax system. Yeah, you know how much money goes out of this country that doesn't get taxes paid because of the system. This you look at all these giant corporations, and the, the amount of money that they're raking in, and they don't pay any taxes. While a lot of us, 
we pay somewhere between you know forty and sixty percent or more in taxes. Yes, yeah, we get we get wrecked over the coals. Right, and and these people make tons and tons of money and don't don't pay their share. You know that that's what I think Bernie Sanders is is working toward. I'm not sure that he really has a way of doing that. You know, it's a good slogan. Yeah, and it resonates yeah. with me. But how are you going to get that done? You know, how are you going to break up the big banks? Well, here's what, well, that's, that's the thing, you know, he, the Fed, I don't think so. The Fed's like the kingpin of that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know how he's going to do it. It's, it's, it plays out well. I have a strategy for that. I, I maybe does. I don't know. Well, I it, haven't heard it yet. Well, the thing is, is that the mantra that we've been hearing since 2007 is that all of these banks and all of these corporations are too big to fail. And the reason why that they're too big to fail is because what started at and i'm going to go just go crazy here and it's like when we repealed glass steagall and this was a crap sandwich that the republicans and the democrats both had hands in making yeah they, they both um spread one side of the bread and then they put it together exactly and it was it was <clears throat> bill clinton signing the law that repealed glass steagall that was that was putting the sandwiches together mm -hmm. and i remember all these banks were in these mega mergers and I remember I had my, my first bank account after leaving college was with, with Bay Bank. And the thing is, is that when I was with Bay Bank, that bank merged three different times. And that, and because of that, it's like the thing is, every time I turn around, here's a new ATM card, here's a new credit line. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what banks do. They, they keep, it's like a shell game. They keep shuffling shells around where the peanut is. Because the thing is, is that I have these stubs for Bay Bank to pay off my car. But Bay Bank doesn't exist anymore. Right. So it's just a bigger... Exactly. It merged into some kind of... And it turned thing. into like a, mm -hmm. um, Bank Boston. Well, all these little banks get bought up by the big... Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's becoming a monopoly. And then all, and then all of a so, sudden, it's like they're, they're pouring money into mortgages that people can't repay. People who mm -hmm. shouldn't have gotten mortgages yeah, in that, the first that place. Was, that was so I, I wonder if this is going to be part of that whole big, huge disclosure. Hard to say. Hard to say. But it, it certainly looks like it could be something. Anyway, uh, moving on to our topic of the day. Topic which, du jour. Which I know Eric is very excited about. He's been actually losing sleep and research. Well, here's the thing. For you, this topic. Here's the thing. You said to me... Um, you look into this topic and first it was the watchers and mm -hmm. then I started doing research into and some of those things I have no idea why there's a lot of things in this topic that really creeped me out mm -hmm. and then there's then there's this muddy territory where a lot of people confuse the watchers with Nephilim and right. you right. On the other hand, you ha with all the reading you've done, mm -hmm. you know that there's a difference between the Watchers and the Nephilim. Let's get into the Watchers first and foremost. Okay. And from what I understand, and from all the reading I've done, the Watchers are like <laughs> the guardian angels sitting on our shoulders that you see in old, old-timey uh, cartoons or whatever. People like angels um from heaven who are supposed to be watching over humanity watching over mankind and then well, it depends on whose version you you there we go describe to there's, there's a lot of different versions of, the, of that story well tell us about those different versions walt well there's there's multiple strands i actually it, it's the basic story of um beings coming coming down from on high yep. and imparting knowledge to the primitive people is is a it's a creation story in, in most indigenous cultures. You yeah. know, getting back to you know what Campbell talked about with mythology behind myth and things. Right. That that's a, that's a pretty pretty standard piece. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we have these Native Americans, built these beings that came down mm-hmm. by enlightening. So if, if you look at it that way, there's there's not really any nefarious goings on right. with that piece of it. However, there's other versions of it that mm-hmm. where there's a lot of stuff going, a lot of negative stuff. Going. The the big the big version, one of the big versions is the is the Bible version. Oh, you're right. Which which kind of has a sub version. Uh, the Bible itself mentions, uh, well, it mentions the Nephilim. Does it? Does mm-hmm. it mention the Watchers specifically? I don't think it mentions the Watchers specifically. Right. Do, you, do you have the the quote from the from Genesis? I have you, several quotes from Genesis that you can read, which I think that's important for the people who aren't. Um, We're talking about the Book of Genesis, who aren't biblical. I'm going to actually um, read this right now because aficionados, because I know some people know this, and pro- and probably pro- most people have heard this. So what's what's that quote? Here? Well, we're, talk, we're talking in Genesis chapter six, mm-hmm. verses one through four. Yeah. When man began to multiply on the earth, and the daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw the beautiful daughters of men and were, and so they took them, uh, took them, for their wives, and as many of them as that they could choose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not remain in man forever, since he is but flesh. His days shall comprise of one hundred and thirty years. At that time the Nephilim appeared on the earth, as well as later, after the sons of God had intercourse with the daughters of man, who bore them sons. They were the heroes of old, the men of renown. So if you think about that, that that says a lot yeah. in, in a small paragraph. Uh, so basically it's saying that you had these entities came to earth in, in whatever fashion you want to put that. Right. There's one version, the biblical version, is that these were angels, mm-hmm. uh, and they call them fallen angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some question as to where that term comes from, too. What, right. what does fallen mean? Does it mean that they fell to earth, or does right. it mean that they fell out of favor with, with God? That's the biblical. Right. So you have these 200 angels mm-hmm. that came down. They, they came to Mount Hermon, okay. landed or okay. arrived, or however you want, and then they came down and noticed that had these females yeah early human females that were looking pretty good to them yeah and so they started procreating apparently they were able to have more than one wife that's what kind of that's what that's, that's what it said what that yeah gen- so they started producing children now now you know if you believe that this is a, a heavenly sort of mystery yeah uh, these these are angelic beings that are incarnate in bodies yeah how, where they got the bodies from now maybe they just took over humans i, I don't know bodies that's, that's, are a little, us. that's a little murky invasion of the body snatchers. yeah kind of kind of like that and then they started having sex with creating offspring which are the nephilim right the nephilim are like a, a separate version or separate from the watchers right or from the angels they're actually the offspring a lot of times those two terms get because it's in the bible that way yeah of. so the nephilim supposedly were a race of giants right <clears throat> that had a very large stature and were um not exactly the nicest beings around yeah they they're, they apparently were warlike and they demanded that the earthlings feed them right large quantities of food yep um so they were basically eating eating everybody out of house and home and then when they ran out of food to give them they started actually eating people Yep. So they became they became cannibalistic. Soylent Green. Uh, well, I don't know. You know, well, they, now, but you know, whatever any port in a storm. Let me guess, interrupt you, know. you here for a second here because it says here in you know the last passage here, uh, they were the heroes of old men of renown. Right. Well, see, there's a conflict. There's a conflict in the interpretation of that. I guess. Right. Um, that's what some people say. So you know, some people. And since we don't really have any firsthand account mm-hmm. of, of that, so you kind of have to go with what's come down. Yeah. Now. When, when they talk about men of renown, I, I'm thinking more along the lines 
of of some of the mythologicals, like right. Hercules. Yep. Who was supposed to be half half god and half, yeah. his mother was human and, and yeah. his father was Zeus. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that makes more sense that uh, you know that Hercules was an Ethelene. He, he was clearly powerful. Right. If you just look at the, the version of Hercules that you see. Even on TV, which is a really sure, but, he, but he's a, you know it's Kevin Sorbo is a big muscular. He's clearly a dominant figure, you know, yeah. the E or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that fits with that, I think. And if and if you look at mythology, uh, there's a lot of those kinds of beings talked about. Yeah, you know, that human. Um, it's like some kind of a merging of the two. Uh, so then then you have that's that's pretty pretty much purely a biblical version. Sure. Uh, now you have another whole sort of substrand of that, which comes from the book of Enoch. Enoch. Right. Uh, now Enoch was supposedly seven generations removed from Adam. Right. Um, now I know you've done some a lot of research in Tech the Ball and Run with Well, the, the, most of the research that I have is like there's there's a lot of like really wild, crazy stories in and there's not just one book of Enoch. There are supposed to be at least two books. Right, you know, right, the, right. the the first book of Enoch and the second book of Enoch. And there is, like, some really wild things that happen in these books that are just, like, um, sort of like biblical retellings of Greek mythology or the other way around or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like they're really kind of like... The stories are kind of like... Um, well, they're originally Old Testament stories. And then when King James or whoever decided that they were going to bring all the pieces of the Bible together, they said, well, we're, we're, we're just going to get rid of these, these, these books because they don't gel with what you had said earlier about mm-hmm. how um, uh, the, the Judeo-Christian version of heaven is supposed to be a really nice, sweet place and everybody pure, wants to go. A pure, a pure place. A pure heaven. You know, well, the thing is, is that if heaven is so great, then why are all these angels falling down and, and, and uh, you know, fornicating with earth women and stuff right, like that? Because right. apparently the thing is, is like if you, if you were, I mean, and it gets into the whole issue of, of, you know, why do angels rebel or the fact that angels do rebel? And it was deter- or, or even did they really rebel? Yeah. Or is that just somebody's version of it? I, I'm not even sure that that's true. So the thing is, is, is that, I mean, the, the entire approach that I wanted to go towards with the Book of Enoch is not, is not just so much what the Book of Enoch says. It was just like, for the longest time, this was a, an official part of the overall biblical story. And then somebody had decided that this information here, uh, um, you don't need to know this. Well, it didn't fit the paradigm. They were it doesn't fit create. the paradigm. They were trying to create a paradigm about the way it was, the way these things happened, that fit what they were trying to create. They were trying to create a, an image that was going to be the basis of a religion. So they filtered out all of the things that didn't fit the direction they were, I guess, the way to put it. So it all depends on who whose interpretation you want to believe. Um, and, it, and it all goes toward um, how much of what really happened do we really know? Or, you know, or, and how much of it is just a, some fantasy that some group of people, um, that is now taken as gospel. That's the way I see it. Go ahead with your... You know, Enoch played a very important part of original Judaism or the original religion, as it were, from the Judeo-Christian religion. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it says like right here, it's like one of the reasons why um, Enoch was so important because he's the great-grandfather of Noah, according to a lot of biblical scholars. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that he described what was going on with the fallen angels and the Nephilim and sort of like lays the groundwork 
um, as to well, why was there a flood? Why did God have to um, scour the earth clean right. and start over again? Right. That's such a, an important part of the biblical story. You just want to stick with the book of Genesis that really sort of just glosses over that. Yeah, it's really just a, a footnote. It's an afterthought, sort of, right. in some ways. It's not an integral part of it. It's just kind of thrown... It, and it's really almost kind of out of place. It's like it's almost like they felt like they had to say something about it, but not too much. You know, oh, oh you, mean, do. you mean within the book of Genesis? Yes, yes. Yeah. Just like they, they, they didn't think they could totally outlaw it or edit it, maybe. Right. It was, it was pared down to a, to well, a you have to have piece. Well, you have to have the flood mm. story in there. Well, there's a, there has to be a justification for the flood story. I think right. is what it comes. To. And the, and the justification is that you know the, these fallen angels came down. They started cohabitating or fornicating with 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 human women, and it created a lot of um, a lot of problems, a lot of lawless law, lawlessness. Another thing they did was this. Now this is getting more into their role as as enlighteners. They they brought um, some knowledge to the race that was not there previous to their arrival. They taught them how to make weapons. They taught you know, metallurgy, that kind of thing. And what that turned into was a warlike state. So that was sort of their first fall from And so at some point it got so bad and so out of hand that the powers to be, I guess if you want to say God, in this sense it would be God from the biblical term. Right. <clears throat> That's why the flood was needed to purge this, this big mess that had by the, yeah. by the fallen angels. And the thing is, is that according to my research, they started to exclude the book, the books of Enoch, as it were, um, sometime around the fourth century. So mm -hmm. I don't was think that the, the Council of uh, I think it could have been. Well, I, I'll Council of Gent or something. It was one of those councils. Got to get did some heavy editing on the Bible. It go the way they wanted. Now, now this is not to disparage the Bible. There's a, there's a lot of good parables in there. Exactly. So, you know, to set the course for for right living. You know? Right. So, but but I do think that it's. It's not the full story. No, it can't it's, it's be the full story right. if, if since the since the, uh, you know, since the fourth century they started to exclude it. Right. The right. thing is, is that how I mean, and it gets into the it gets into the whole thing where it, it was like you have a group of people who are making the decision for you, and saying we're going to exclude this information because this is information we don't think you need to hear. Right. Like, so, like right. somebody right. had said that. This is part of the news that I was going to get into, but this is the perfect time to inject it. Somebody had claimed that the higher-ups in their church, and I think it was like somebody within the Mormon church, said that they were told by their pastor, don't do any research into the origins of our religion. Mm -hmm. Just listen to what I have to tell you now. Right. Don't, I'm, I'm the purveyor of knowledge. You don't, you don't need anything else. Right. Yeah, that's been the standard line, really, really with most religions is that you know we have the answer we have all the answers you don't need to look anywhere else um, oh and by the way drop a few in the collection <laughs> give, while you're give, at it you give know. me 10 percent of your income right. and right. i'll lecture you for right. an hour but, each week but that's another story <laughs> uh the the point is that i think the bigger point really is how much knowledge has been lost because of that kind of mindset the common man doesn't really need to know all of these things yeah you, know, you only need this little kernel of knowledge life right yeah well so how much of our history has gone by the wayside as a result of that and how much of past history going back you know a hundred thousand years say do we not know well it, and this is the um this is the basis of a lot of our discussions that we've had in yeah. 10 now 11 mm -hmm. episodes mm -hmm. of of this podcast that's well, kind of the common thread I think, the that common that thread is that here okay here's a couple of guys in Ringe, new hampshire 
and we're tapping into you know the world wide web and we're going to the library and we're reading up on stuff and one of the things that we have is that and and this is so this happens so often throughout history you have the elites who have all the information they have all the education and then you have the rest of us you have the rest of us the what i guess what people call the 99 percenters whereas well there's information we don't need to know that's information it's on I mean, a need to know basis and, and you and, don't need to know and people and, and the thing is is that i mean there are elders you know there are other people in our community who will say eric you be careful you don't need to know that eric that's not for you to know and then it turns out what, what were we just talking about less than a half an hour ago we were talking about like the panama papers mm -hmm. whereas is that once the information gets out to the so-called peons like you and myself that's when shit starts to hit the fan right. and things start to fall apart. Well, because when, when, not to interrupt your rant here, Eric, but um, when you go back to the Garden of Eden, yeah, right. Now it depends on how you interpret that. Right. There's there's two ways to you know I I've brought in past podcasts I brought forward the Anunnaki, yep, um, which we'll get into in a, the second part of the of the broadcast. Uh, was was the initial fall of man? What was it? that they were made aware of their humanness as it says doesn't it say that in the bible they were they were made aware of their sexuality they so were they, made they, they were made aware of their nakedness <clears throat> so they had to cover themselves up and right blah, blah, blah. well is is that really what it was or was it really that they received enlightenment um so getting back to 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 adam and eve what were they really just enlightened yeah maybe that's what the that's what the that's what the rebellion the tree of uh, knowledge the fruit of the knowledge tree of knowledge was that really just enlightenment have not gotten the full version of right um, now there, there's there's different viewpoints on lucifer too right. right now a lot of times lucifer is equated with satan yep um and the figure in the in the garden of eden that brought the original sin i guess now again i'm i'm not a biblical scholar so i'm nope. not completely familiar with the exact version but i know the, the overall right picture uh was a serpent mm -hmm. and and he tempted eve by biting the apple right? right now now was the apple was that a metaphor for knowledge yes was that a metaphor for enlightenment it's fruit from the tree of knowledge right or was it as it's portrayed the the beginning of sin the beginning of, the original sin yeah not not Disobe clean, yeah. clean or pure or something disobeying yeah. god right, right there yeah, yeah 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 disobeying god right um so lucifer is is in in the biblical version is portrayed as a negative entity mm -hmm. and he's the one that tempt, you know, tempting has a kind of negation too, sure. you know but in other versions the esoteric more esoteric version, lucifer is uh, a term for the bringer of light mm -hmm. he's, he's the one that brought light to the to the human race right um, and as a result of that raising raised them up right raised us up so that, that's a big a real big difference that's a real big divide right there two stories and there's also a lot of parallels between, or there were a few parallels between um, uh, Lucifer and uh, um, Prometheus. Prometheus is is the god okay, who brought light to the who brought fire, right? Well, or to, light, or light to the human and he, beings. Right. And and the thing is, is that well, Lucifer has been sort of like cast out of heaven for for disobeying God, and you know he's going to spend all of eternity in the lake of fire. And and Prometheus was. Um, uh, um, crucified on a on a on a hilltop somewhere, and and uh, you have this uh, albatross or some other kind of buzzard, or a buzzard, 
you know, eating his liver and then his liver regenerates and it goes all over again. And, and, mm -hmm. and Prometheus has to go through this in, in, uh, eternal damnation because he, he brought light, uh, uh, you know, to the humans. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is that there are some parallels between Prometheus and Lucifer and, and there are other parallels. Uh, uh, Prometheus is a, is that a Greek? I think. Is that a Greek, is that Greek mythology? Or? Let I'm me look it up. a little bit of ignorance on this. I know the story and I heard the story, but I'm not sure. So, what we're getting to, I think, is that sin and enlightenment are sort of equated. When to me, there's no true connection. I mean, sin is what it is, but you know, enlightenment is what we should be moving to. I'm sure that we are at this point in time. Uh, let's see. Do we want to talk about Prometheus, the uh, the Titan in Greek mythology? Is oh, it's Greek. Yeah, it is Greek mythology. Or That's do we? Or do we want to talk about <clears throat> the incredible underrated 2012 film? Uh, well, that's another whole thing. That's, that's that's another that's another topic in itself. How the, how the how life came to the planet. Right. Yeah. Let's not. Let's. Uh, that's <laughs> so that's, that's, that's a real. That's a real sidelight. I, I couldn't help myself. No, I know. I know. I know. I thought of that too. But I, uh, so anyway. So you know, you have all these versions of the same story. So which one do you want to believe? Well, that's up to. Um, we're just. We're not saying one version is right over the other. At least I'm not. Maybe I don't think so. So I it, again. How do you position these watchers? What are they? Well, what and, are the watchers? And what, what meaning does that have for, for us today? There's another whole book about Well, I, the thing is, is that I, it's one of those things where um, it's, been, it's been so manipulated by pop culture. Whereas, like I had said earlier about the whole notion of little angels sitting on your shoulders, and there are so many people who say, well, you can call angels down at your command mm -hmm. to have them watch over you. You know, you just say this little prayer, this incantation, and Jehovah will send angels down to, 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 to watch over you and all like that. And it's like you have, like, um, the TV show, Touched by an Angel. There's so many, you know... It's well, this been, kind of brings new meaning to that, I think. Right. Brings that to another whole level. Right. What we're talking about today. Right. You're a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean the, the thing is, is, is that the entire notion is that you have these angels. Um, I think a perfect example is, is the, um, the Nicolas Cage um, uh, Meg Ryan movie. Oh, that's a great movie. City of Angels? City of Angels. That's it. That's such a great, that, that is such a great movie. And the thing, but the... I mean, it's, it's, it was set in Los. It's, it's, a, it's a great movie. It is. But the thing is, is that how, and I'm using air quotes when I say biblically accurate, is it? Well, it, who cares? It's not. I, mean, I, I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I like the concept of there being beings that are just out of sight. They're kind of well. There again, it goes back to those that are right. sort of, in some way, watching over us. Yeah, but but they can't really completely on a, on a physical. Right. Although apparently these angels were able to do that. Yeah. So it's almost like they transcended that that barrier yeah. between humans and essence, and and somehow became incarnate and, and began to race. Now, now one version, the esoteric version, getting back to that, which gets into Madame Blavatsky's Theosophical Society. You've heard of that, right? But this is when you're going to have to educate everybody listening. Well, the Theosophical Society was founded by a woman named Madame Blavatsky, who in the early 18th century, started this group of people that lived sort of a, an alternate version of the way things were. Mm -hmm. in turn. It was more kind of a, and I hate to throw this word out because it has kind of negative, it was more of an occult sort of sure. uh, approach. So so their their version of it is is that Lucifer, again, was a light bringer. 
Okay. And the fallen angels were really um, actually sent as shepherds. Right. Okay. Unfortunately, they they started to with the flock. <laughs> <laughs> we could get into a flock joke, I guess, but we probably don't need to do that. Um, so, so that's their version was that you know the the watchers were sent as overseers, mm -hmm. kind of guide the human, and that that went bad. You know, yeah, I would say that's that's was, I guess the fall from grace. I guess that so exactly. So the so the the idea of them being in rebellion with with God, which is really biblical. That there was mm -hmm. a war in heaven, and and mm -hmm. that, that Lucifer was the was the rebel angel. Sure. Um, their their version of that is that Lucifer again they they equate him as being a light bringer, mm -hmm. and that where he where he went bad was when he refused to um, view man as um, he refused to bow down to man. Yeah, that's that's their. Yep. That he didn't want to lower himself. Right. To, you know, to, to see man as as somebody. That, yeah. You know, he just viewed them as an underling, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's that's their. Voice. So there's there's all these different viewpoints on it. And like yeah. it's like we talked about previously. If you have two people that view the same event, right, different perspective, you're going to get two totally different stories. Right. And, and a lot of it depends on what where they're trying to take it, where they're trying to go with it. Now, I'm sure that see if. Theos, yeah, the Theosophical Society probably had a viewpoint based on what they were trying to yeah. get across. And, and, and what's amazing is that you can have all these people in the same church listening to the same pastor, and then during coffee hour, you know, after after church, you're going to have people having arguments about, you know, the theological stuff. There's, I don't think that there's really any way that anybody could narrow down and say, this is the absolute truth, or that's the absolute truth no, in your version. <clears throat> I don't think anybody knows the absolute truth. It's, yeah. it's not ri really written. It. It's all just people's version of something. The you know, it's, yeah. it's really sac There's no first-hand accounts, really, yeah. of these past events. The people know? who really terrify me and and really give me cause to concern are the people who knock on your door and they say hey eric I, you know i i got a i got a message from from jehovah that i i need to straighten you out mm -hmm. uh, okay <laughs> well first of all why me am i really that much of a badass or, yeah or they, what they singled you out today to be the one to hear the word exactly you know like the pastor at the bottom mm -hmm. of, of the hill it's like his mission in life is to straighten eric fisk out well eric fisk is doing pretty pretty good compared to everybody else in comparison in well yeah in comparison mm -hmm. but the entire notion is that um you have these people who you, they get on the tv or they get on they get in front of everybody and they say you know i have this final revelation from the lord on high and the world is going to end on july 23rd 2012 and what happens and then it doesn't and then it doesn't well now what well maybe i was a little off on the date but it's going to end well, just not i was i was, I was off on the time i didn't exactly. calculate it quite right i have a new revelation from the lord up on high and, and again what is that it's putting fear in people yeah to say that you know you better repent you better repent now before that happens be one of the chosen one gets risen up or whatever that happened exactly and it never happens yeah it, you know maybe maybe it's going to happen someday I don't yeah know. and then and then you have maybe. this is your reverend jim telling mm. you you need to cash in your 401k because the lord all pie told me i need a new swimming pool <laughs> or a new new jet or something new. i need a new jet the, you know. the thing the thing about that is is that you know the reason why I don't want any part of that is because I don't want to spend eternity with those people anyway. 
<laughs> I'd rather spend it with my, my friends. You know, we might actually have a little fun. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's you know that's yeah. a bit of a joke. But um, you know, I, I I do think it's important that you take all these all these versions and and decide what works for you. Yeah, you know uh, wh- what resonates with you. Don't you know? get, yeah. And, and if it's the biblical version, good, more power to you. You know, if that if that works for you, if that gets you through the night, uh, quoting John Lennon, okay, that's yeah. fine. I, I I don't care. You know, it, it's whatever you need to to elevate your your consciousness. Yeah, but don't in some way so that you feel better about yeah. yourself and how you're, you know, how you are. That that's the important thing. Well, I mean, he, but the important thing for me and and here and here's the thing, I don't have the final revelation or anything like that. I am no biblical scholar and it's I, I do not have an inside channel to 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 God or anything like that. But the the thing is is that if anybody says that they have the the final revelation while they have their hand in your pocket looking for your wallet, that's usually a sign. Get the flock out that's of there. That's a bad sign. That's a that's a that's a bad sign. They probably don't have your best interest. Yeah. Uh, very. You know. Anytime there's money attached. Yeah. To something, it's usually false. Yeah. Uh, you know. Even if you're if you're going to a uh, to somebody to get your fortune or or, or whatever it is. Right. You know, get past life. If they're taking a big chunk of money for it, um, it's probably false. Yeah. You know. Like Edgar Casey used to do, I'm assuming most people do Edgar Casey used yeah. to do for people for on their past laws like that, and and he took only a small amount of money. He, even when he became really renowned, even if he had like a movie star come, he he wouldn't charge them any more than he would charge a normal person. So what am I doing right now? <clears throat> You're writing a, an Edgar. That's what's cool about this is we morph into into areas and and we have to bring ourselves back from they can be we we probably have a thousand podcasts in our that'll be cool when we get to a thousand we can have a we can have a really big party we can drink hard ginger exactly so anyway getting back to the um to the the watchers and the falling angels yeah um there's another whole strand of that do you you want to get into the zitchin version now or i want to do you want to still Biblical part. We you, you, didn't really get into the biblical Nephilim. Well, here's too the, much. Well, here's the thing. I mean, this is you are the co-host. You and I are co-hosts together. Right. I don't think either. The only way, the only reason why you think I'm in charge is because well, I'm you're sit- in charge of the you have the you're the media. I'm I'm you know, you're in charge of the mics. I'm 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 the one who <clears throat> is sitting in front of the laptop, the multiple screens. And the audio board, and somehow you seem to think that somehow you're just sitting there and you're just relaxing, kicking back in my favorite chair in the whole house, and you know it, whatever it is you want to say, Walt. I mean, it's it's your show too. Okay. So one th- one kind of cool thing I uncovered. I don't know how cool it is. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, was the reason why women cover their heads uh-huh. in, when they go into church? Is, yeah. that, is that still go um, for it? Um, I know. I know it's an Islamic tradition. It's also they, they cover, it's, yeah. It's, it's also a, Catholic too. Right? Yeah, it is. So the re, why do they do that? Do you know why they do that? You here? you tell me. You must. Well, know. the the fallen angels were attracted to women with long hair. Aha. Uh-huh. Apparently, so if you covered your your head. Then, so what? A fallen angels have a hair fetish or something? Yeah, that's something I read. Well, that's how they know you're a woman. <clears throat> Maybe that's part of it. They they seem to like women with. Them. So if you're a dude with long hair, are, the, are they going to go after you too? Yeah, you get yourself a problem there. Yeah, exactly. You better uh, tuck that hair up under your, your cap. Exactly. They have a nephilim all over you. Yeah. Or a, or a, or a fallen angel anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So so now that brings kind of into into question what what happened to the nephilim? Okay. Where, where are they? Where are they now? 
or, or what, what was the what was the second part of the story? Well, the whole the whole you know you had the, you had the <clears throat> well yeah but you had the watchers who came down the fallen angels whatever you want to position them as we we tossed around sure um, and then the kind of second generation was the nephilim mm-hmm. and they were the as you said the men in the bible there's they're said the men of renown and then there's some other people who think that they weren't such good guys or mm-hmm. now i mean were there female now that's another yeah that's another thing i don't know it seems unlikely that there would just be male prodigy i mean <clears throat> have you considered that have no you? i should because the thing is is that well you're going to talk about men of renown well the thing is is that this is still a very sort of sexist realm Oh yeah. Whereas absolutely. it's like everything revolves around mm-hmm. men and what men are doing. Well, that was one of the directions that everything pushed in. Yeah. You know, when they started to rewrite things. The truth of the matter is that most of the um, ancient societies were matriarchal in in nature. Yep. So that the women called the shit, but that got suppressed by history and by men and yep. Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I had I had somebody postulate the other day. To, Donald Trump is actually an alien. Yeah, we talked about that in <clears> an earlier episode. Yeah, that, that's he does come. To look alienish, his hair definitely. His his his, his hair, hair is, is an entity. On itself. It's it's a life form all of its it, own. It is. Uh, we're getting a little off topic now, but um, so so what happened to these nephilim? Where did they go? Did they did they get um, did they just die out? Were they were they able to procreate, continue their line? Um, seems likely they well, would the, be able to. Well, they they is, had some genetic connection to. I mean, they were half human after. Well, here's where the so whole they thing... they had some kind of DNA connection. Here's where the whole thing with... Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? This this is where the whole biblical aspect of it comes in, whereas um, the whole thing with the flood and and the reason why the flood was brought, because there was, uh, there was evil and wickedness upon the earth, and it was mm-hmm. because of the Neph- Nephilim, or the Nephilim were partially to blame. Well, yeah, they they kicked it. They they jump started the, the party. I they ju- they and God had God was disgusted with what he had mm-hmm. wrought, and he decided that he was going to start over with a flood. Right. And so the thing. So you look at it, and I, I don't I don't know. Are you waiting for me to introduce this? Because one of the things that on Facebook that I'm seeing through all the paranormal groups that I belong to, is that oh, what's are you you waiting for something or I'm doing the shining the finger. <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> the finger. Didn't you see? Did you see the picture of the finger? I sent it to you. Oh, you did send me the picture of the, the finger. There was a. There was. I was a, just getting to that. A, oh, okay. I thought so. I, that's why I was doing the finger. <laughs> okay. I wasn't giving I, you the finger. I, I, th- I thought that's a symbol for like <laughs> no, no, no. wrap I, I it was, up. Or... Was, no, no. I was wondering where you're going with it, but that's okay. So okay, the thing is, is that you, you know, some of the pictures are obviously faked in Photoshop, where you have these archaeologists digging up this giant skeleton, and then there are some of them that are just they're they're really good fakes, or they're the real deal of people digging up um, fossil remains of giants. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you sent me this link, whereas there was for the longest time there was on display um, a very large um, mummified finger. Right. Where the where the funk did that come from? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. It came from Egypt, actually. Yeah. Some guy dug it up in Egypt and put it on display, and, and and some guy wanted to try to buy it from him, and he wouldn't sell it. So I guess that's another version of giving somebody the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you the finger because you want to buy my <clears throat> but finger. But it was apparently both, like mummified, a mummified finger. That's huge. It was huge. It was, uh, what, what was it, 37 centimeters? I think so. It was, it was pretty big. I don't know what that interprets to. In the, yeah. the, it, was well, good, it was a good-sized finger, but much bigger than... Uh, well, let me just whip up my... <clears throat> uh, what did you say, 37? 37 centimeters. That is... Uh, What's yeah, that in terms of inches? Yeah, that's that's a little... That's almost three 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 and a half inches shy of a foot, Wall. Wow, that's a big finger. 
no matter how you I mean, yeah. look, at, look at our fingers are what um maybe four inches yeah or, i mean even the yeah uh wow that's a big finger that's you a, know no that, matter how that, you, so where the hell did that come from where's the rest of them well who knows i don't know maybe you know it got separating the rest of us we'll put that on this <laughs> yeah. i don't know but I mean, it looks like a real finger i mean it, it didn't look yeah. like it was something that, oh my it God. was all moldy and black and it was weird looking um so yeah i mean okay i mean do they have a way they must have some way of dating that yeah. right carbon dating that. how'd you like to find that in your chili at wendy's yeah, i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> no thanks um but but the thing is okay you have the flood story now which is coming in which is yeah. which is purging i guess of, of this corruption that, that the nephilim of brought the nephilim of the planet now you have to wonder if some of those nephilim didn't survive that yeah you know the biblical story is that noah I guess is that Noah was the only survivor. No, no one in his family. We're the only survivors. Right. Is that is that correct? And they started everything all <clears> over again. Right. They cruised cruised around in the ark and the flood water, I guess. Exactly. Um, now I have to wonder if if there weren't others other than that. I don't yeah. Know. But you know, there's there's giant skeletons that apparently have been unearthed. Apparently, allegedly. In, in, allegedly, we we don't. Really, right. I mean, there's all kinds of accounts of that. You know? so, yeah. So what were the giant? What were they? What were these giants? To me, they had. To me, I'm thinking they have to be the neph- leftover Nephilim. Yeah, I know the Native Americans talk about giants that they had to that they had to kind of fight off. Yeah, you know, that were you know really nasty, nasty buggers. Well, here's here's my thing, and here's my issue that they actually killed and, and buried, and then that's where where the skeletons right. came from. One of the issues that I have is with religion again is that even religion gets into um, um, fads and trends. Um, like about maybe 15 years ago, the big huge trend was um, uh, the rapture and how the rapture was coming. And it was in, and we're past due for the rapture and the rapture is gonna happen like any minute now. And there was a big, there was a long lengthy series of books, the Left Behind books, and it was all about the rapture, and everybody had their version of what the rapture was going to look like. I think that turned into hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that, and then there's this trend within Christianity about angels, you know, angel art, angels everywhere, angels, mm-hmm. angels, angels. Angels on your shoulder. Yeah, and then in pop culture, the thing is, is that we had, you know, for a short while, vampires were hip and cool again. And now, now we're getting into zombies, and you can't, you cannot swing a bag of potatoes without hitting something to do with, you know, zombie. Some, some form of zombie. Whether now, it's now, the, here's another thing. Um, I think the giants are just part of that. I'm well, a, I wonder if it's a part of that trend. Okay, so let's get back to the Bible again. Okay. What about the story of, of David and Goliath? What was Goliath? Was Goliath a Nephilim? Depends on who you ask. Well, I mean, he was a giant, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking he, he's got to be a Nephilim. Could it be quite possible? I mean, this is quite a, quite a ways after the flood. Yeah. The story of David and Goliath, right? If I have my time frame correct. Yeah. Um, he was the beginning of the, the line of David, right? Right. The, the king, the Maru. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, yeah. He's in the line uh, leading up to, to uh, Christ. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. If you believe Holy Blood and Holy Grail, that's weird. Right. But, um, and then you think about um, our own fairy tales. Think about Jack and the Beanstalk. Where'd that come from? Yeah, where'd that joint? Is he just a convenient figure to keep Jack from the goose that laid the golden eggs, or was there some basis to it? With the whole issue of giants. Yeah. I mean, giants are pretty much a universal uh, thing to be fought. Well, you know, not to get off the topic here, but the thing is, is that so many cultures that have had no contact with each other for tens of thousands of years, everybody has their own version of dragons. Well, where did that come from? Right. Is that some reptilian reference? Yeah. Yeah. um, what's that all about? 
Well, that's a good question. The the serpent in the Garden of Eden was, was yeah. reptilian. You know that always seems to have reptiles always seem to have a negative mm-hmm. connotation to them for various reasons. But if if you if you believe the alternate version of of the Garden of Eden, then the the reptile was actually bringing something positive yeah. to, to the human. It depends on who you ask. Depends on well, again, it depends on your opinion. Yeah. I tend to think that that resonates with me. Right. I'm not going to say anybody else should believe that, but um, it makes more sense to me. Well, well, here's the thing, because in doing my research, in doing my research here, um, this come, this is like right up your alley here, because the thing is, is that you, 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 you talk about the Nephilim, the mm-hmm. EOM, and then of course, there's a link that I found um, that tries to make the connection between the Nephilim and the Anunnaki. Oh, okay. This is the other strand. Now, no. For those who are just tuning in for the first time, who and what are the Anunnaki, Walt? Well, that's a that's a a big big topic. I did cover it earlier, um, so I try to give you a, kind of a condensed version. Of it. There there was a guy named Zachariah Zitchin, a Russian. What his hockey? However, he was one of the few people. I think there were like two hundred people on the planet uh, decipher the Sumerian. Mm-hmm. And he deciphered the Sumerian tablets that were from Sumerias of which were probably one of the civilizations. One, it's supposed to be the, <clears throat> like the, the original. The original civilization. Allegedly, according to some right. people. So um, the Sumerian civilization has this um, backstory mm-hmm. of, of how they were. Yep. And it's based on a, a group of gods that came to Earth. Now, this is Zitchin's interpretation of, mm-hmm. of their tablets that they left behind as their history. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's based on his interpretation and his knowledge of Sumerian, which apparently was, was really pretty highly tuned. Um, but there is some, there are some people who disagree with some of the, his interpretations on it. Yeah. But the basic story is that these these gods came to what, what the Sumerians called gods. Mm-hmm. They were actually aliens from a from a planet called Nibiru who came to Earth to to mine gold. And the, the reason for that is is sort of up for grabs, but there's a lot of conjecture but at any rate the primitive people saw these these beings as gods because they kind of descended from the from the sky sure so this kind of goes back to the fallen angels too did, right. did they did they come down on their golden wings or did they come down where they beam down or did they land in a spacecraft and get off this did they land on mount Hermon? and who, who knows you know yeah, it's, exactly. it's their you know it's their interpretation of it anyway so again the viewpoint Right. You know, if you have primitive people that have see these people descending from the sky, well, what are they going to think? Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, really? Do you have, They're going to see them as gods. Do they even have a concept of of, of planets orbiting um, other stars? I mean, this is these, this is like you know from people who thought that you know the sun revolved around the Earth and the Earth was flat. All yada yada yada. Right. So right. what what frame of reference do they have? Yeah, that's the thing. You don't know. You know, and that's the thing. If you want to. You know, are angels really angels? Are they, you know, are they really winged messengers of God, or is that the only way that people at the time had to just right. to, had to describe them? And because we all... they saw them coming down through the air, so of course they'd have to have wings, right? Yeah. How else would they fly? Birds have wings. Sort of equate the whole thing. I, th- yeah. I think anyway. maybe there are real angels that have wings. I, I don't know. I is it literal or is it, one, is, but, it meta- is it metaphorical? That's the whole thing. Is it that's symbolic? Well, you don't know. Depends on on how you want to view it. So at any rate, the, these Anunnaki raised raised up the Sumerian, and this great culture popped. They taught them they taught them how to raise animals. They taught them how to farm. They taught them how to make metal, yep. metallurgy. They taught them science, alchemy, uh, and created this 
kind of really evolved society out of really a primitive culture yeah very fairly quickly i think a lot of anthropologists will agree that civilization pretty much suddenly just popped up out of nowhere right or well, so, how or do you some explain of that where you know, that doesn't make any sense really, yeah when you think about it think of evolution things just don't evolution is a gradual process yeah it's not well, there just a, a sudden there was this anthropologist <clears throat> and his name was stephen jay gould and he came up with the yeah, theory of of fits and starts whereas for the for the longest time um uh, people or animals will be ch just chucking along mm -hmm. you know and all of a sudden they'll have like this all of a sudden this this massive activity and then they'll just go back to just being you know just chucking along mm -hmm. and things are the way mm -hmm. they are and then there'll be another sudden intense period of incredible evolution or change and then fits and starts yeah Stephen maybe. Jay Gould maybe I, I don't predict it's his theory hey it's it's one man's theory That's is it. another yeah. man's load of crap right. whatever right. so so the Zanunaki were um, an ancient race of beings who raised up the Sumerians and created this society but but then getting to the to the fallen angels what were the fallen angels in terms of the well apparently there was a um, now there's two two interpretations of this there, there was this group of Anunnaki sort of a subgroup yeah. whose, whose mission was to um, circulate around the earth in, in some kind of a like, mm -hmm. a, like a space station yes. right and it was um, it was a stopping off point. and some people think that this this was on Mars yep so there's there's question about it. but this this group of uh, beings were referred to as the Ajiji and they were sort of um, you know in charge of this way station so mm -hmm. to speak for who were coming from their home planet of Nibiru which is part of our solar system but way 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 out in the solar system could, it's got a huge elliptical orbit could be this huge planet that we may have found right outside of the beyond the orbit of well it's Pluto. referred to as planet X sometimes people have yep. heard of that so getting back to the Anunnaki story with the fallen angels this group of um, Ajiji were actually considered watchers right they they were like the um, they were monitoring the earth mm -hmm. uh, you know maybe keeping other races from coming down or something i, I don't know exactly what their mission was that also taps into but, an but earlier they were, but they were called watchers that taps into an earlier episode that we had of the black knight yes like, what is the yes. black knight yes. right and is the black knight what was left behind by the watchers well we yeah we don't know maybe that was their craft yeah Who knows? i don't know so at some point is the jiji got got you know it's like they wanted to you know it's like a bunch of sailors on a ship they come down and have some <laughs> they wanted to have a leave <laughs> they, wanted, they wanted to come down and have some fun you know so um from in this version that's that's what the fallen angels are and and the reason why they're fallen is because they were forbidden not to do that by the by the anunnaki anu is the anunnaki version of he he was the supreme anunnaki right. the big he was, cheese. he was the main man yeah and he said, "Don't go to Earth. You know yeah. that's not a good idea. You don't want to." One of the, one of the one of the tenets, I think, the prime direction, which is is t talked about in Star Trek. Yep, here we and, go. And, and I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know Star Trek is you know is fiction, right? Obviously, but when you start looking at the philosophical premise of a lot of the Star yeah. Trek episodes, they're they're really good. Yeah, you know, they they really had some depth to. Them. And what happens in your? It wasn't it. just pure. Um, I mean, some of the costuming and stuff was. Yeah. Uh, but by and large, it was a really pretty good show. Right. You know, when you start looking at the underpinnings of the stories and stuff, yeah. there had a lot of good writers working on that. Oh, yeah. Um, so one of the main things is the prime directive, yep. which, which is that no culture has the right, has, it's a universal law. 
Right. That no culture can impart their their will on another right. culture, yep. no matter how primitive they are. Even right. if even it's for, even if it's for the intention of raising them up, so right. or elevating. So I think that's a. I, I really do think that that's a universal law. Right. So what the Ajiji did was they they violated. Yeah. So that's why they were considered fallen angels because they the Anu. They did the one part, thing they part did, A part they, A. They, they did the one thing that they were told not to do. <laughs> exactly. And and there were there were two hundred of these Ajiji. There's that two hundred again. Two hundred. It's the same number, and they were divided into groups of ten, and each each of their groups had a particular. Um, form of enlightenment to mm-hmm. humans. Yep. There was one group, each group of 10 had a leader, mm-hmm. and then there was an overall leader who um, I have is written. Sort of like in the military, you have your platoons, squads, Yeah, it's companies. divided up into, into a group, and they all had yeah. their own specialty, sort yep. of, in patch, I guess. You know? yep. And some of them taught, again, they taught metallurgy, they taught cultivating plants, and, and there was one thing I read, they taught women how to cut roots. I'm not, really? I'm not really sure what that wow. means. Maybe herbal stuff. Yeah. Suburbs. Pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Early, early, yeah. big, early beginnings of big pharma. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, this is another version of it, and then it it morphed into the same thing with the nephilim, and yeah, you know, so it, it really comes to the same. It's, it's a little, it's a different viewpoint, but it really comes to the same. And then the flood story comes in, where um, one of the one of the the sub leaders of the there were two brothers that were sent mm-hmm. to earth there was Anki and Enlil and, okay and they had um Anki was they they had different mothers okay so they were brothers from Anu was their both their fathers but uh-huh. they had brothers. sure and um I think Enlil had more right to the throne mm-hmm. because of his lineage yep um than Anki did so there's always kind of a jealousy although Anki was first born yep so it, it, it sort of mirrors the Cain and Abel kind of story, too, you know, East of Eden kind of thing. You yeah, know? you also have, um, let me think here. So you, it, all, it all kind of has a parallel of some kind, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. very strange. And these stories just seem to keep being repeated over and over and over again. You know, it's the same, the theme, the music has changed, but the, but the tempo is still the yeah, same. Yeah, it really comes down to uh, the conflict between good and evil. Yeah, you know, and and one of the brothers was supposed. Uh, Anki was supposed to be more um, in the corner of the of the human race. Yeah, because he was one of the original people who genetic the raising up of which yeah. is earlier in history. Yeah, uh, early in the version of that. Yep. Um, and Enlil was was the god sub god mm-hmm. who got fed up with the goings on. Yep. You know, it just got out of hand. So he said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna purge the planet." Yeah, and he got he got approval from the Anunnaki Council um, to to start over again. Yeah, that they had just gotten out of hand and then controlling it. So Anki is the guy. The other brother went to Noah. Now, now Noah was a descendant of the of the Nephilim. Mm-hmm. He was he was I think Methuselah was his father. Is that, wait, is that right? Wait, we talk about the Noah from from the Bible. Oh. Yeah. Now he probably has a different name in the in. I'm sure he does, but it's the same basically the same. Story. Yeah. So Anki goes to Noah and he tells him how to make a. A craft that's going to get them through the through this coming planetary purge Enlil is planning, and he does that. Now, what's weird about Noah, or, or so he he was an odd child when he was born. He he, he was shining, which goes which mm-hmm. goes back to how these Anunnaki offspring were yeah. denoted as the shining one, glimmer to them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it has something to do with the, with the gold. So so Noah listened to, to Anki and, and he survived the 
Now, supposedly none of the humans were so supposed to survive. Yeah. You know, maybe he had a couple of Nephilim on. Uh, yeah. Didn't really know about that. So, so that's the basically the Anunnaki, which, which has a lot of parallels in the Enoch version. Yeah. But it's but it's somewhat different. It's a different yeah, viewpoint. Yeah. I, I, I found yeah. this one page about the uh, the lineage of Noah, and I'm just going to post it on the on the page. But yeah. He was Methuselah's son, right? Yeah. Now, or, back, or, or grandson, yeah. Oh, grandson. So, you know, you know the story of Methuselah. He lived for like hundreds of years, right? Right. So that was one of the things about the Anunnaki, too. They had mastered the ability to to live, to extend their, their lifetimes. And it had to, do, had to do with their planet and stuff. And they found that when they came to Earth, they aged more quickly. Yep. Because of the change in the atmosphere and the gravity. And sure. Kind of, so that's one of the things they used the gold for. Created a, a purified version of gold, mm-hmm. which is, it's referred to in the Bible as manna. Really? It's, it's, yeah. It's what the it's what the Hebrews were given to, to survive when they left Egypt. Because the thing is that there's so see, many... It all, it all kind of connects. You know? there, there's it's, so it's many really weird. Th- there's so many theories on what manna was. Some people will yeah, say, oh, yeah. Yeah, man, right. you know, manna was just mm-hmm. simply like bread that, you know, that, you know, that... Um, like high-octane bread. High-octane mm-hmm. bread. Yeah. And there's so many people who have so many... And this is the thing that drives me crazy about faith and religion and all like that. You have, like I said earlier in the show, you have these people who, ha- they have this interpretation. Mm-hmm. And this interpretation is this is the absolute ultimate final truth according then, to according to certain people right and then but then then somebody like walt schnabel will come in and mm-hmm. say well i've been reading this thing about the anunnaki and apparently this is what manna was mm-hmm. and i i think the thing is is that if there's anything that because we're, we're not trying to tell anybody you know what to think or how to think no, we're just pulling no. all these things this is all this stuff is all out there you can read it for right. yourself you know we didn't make any of this up but one of the things we do encourage people to do is you know do your own research mm-hmm. we're going to throw mm-hmm. up all the links that we can and we're just you know we're just going to throw this out here and see and listen you can even post on our on our facebook page and there's probably other versions that we didn't even uncover you know because we only had we only had a week right Right. Uh, I think that one of the issues that I mean, I've read, I've done a lot of past reading from the oh, Anunnaki sure, point sure. of view, and that you know, so I'm pretty familiar with it. Yeah, uh, that version makes a lot of sense to me, but maybe some other people doesn't some, make sense some other, to me. Some other, some other people. Total, I, don't I know. think There's I a think lot of people who a lot of scholars who they they totally disavow Zitchin's version that he was trying sure. to you know, and, and there's 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 a lot of skeptics. Uh, Zitchin was tied into the Vatican somehow. Yeah. Uh, so they apparently limited what he could, what he brought out, even, which is weird. We're talking about events. You know, we're talking about events. Ties into our yeah. Vatican show. I think we yeah. touched on it. The, the, the entire thing <clears throat> is that we're talking about documents that have been uh, kept over the centuries. Subverted. Or, yeah. Really subverted. Over the millenniums. Mm-hmm. And then somebody gets a hold of them and says, well, we need to change this for this for this paradigm. Mm-hmm. And then we have to change this for that paradigm. And, and eventually we're not even sure what the truth is anymore. Well, who knows? Who knows what the real reality is? The only way to know that would be to go back in time. Yeah. Actually, you know, supposedly everything Carl Jung talked about the collective unconscious. Yeah. Supposedly, you, you should be able to access. I mean, all of that knowledge is past, it's, present, it's future somewhere. is is out there. It's called the Akashic record, and and that's what uh, that's what Casey yeah. tapped into. Yeah. Do you want to take a little break? Yeah. Or, We've uh, actually been recording for, <laughs> you know, an hour and twenty. You, oh, okay. All right. Um, why don't we just take a quick break and then we'll wrap up the show? Okay. If you have something you want us to promote on the Metaphysical Connection podcast, let us know by getting in touch with me. My email address is info at the 
If you have something to promote that our listeners would be interested in, let me know and I'll read your ad during our actual podcast. It could be goods and services, a special event or convention, a book or documentary you've written or created, or even your own podcast on the topic of the unexplained phenomenons. That's also how you can get in touch with us and let us know how about your own experiences. Um, have a good ghost story, seeing something unusual or strange, or just post your opinion on any given topic. Once again, just drop us a line at info at thefedorachronicles.com. All right, so anyway, so before the break, you were... You were going to um, tie into what's happening um, in the in the hearing now in the present with the Nephilim, and 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 what do they have to do with us in the 21st century? Well, before we do that, uh, man, and I do want to get there. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about um, another theory that the that the Nephilim actually were the uh, creators of Atlantis. Okay. So now now Atlantis is a is another kind of mythological place Yep. Uh, that supposedly was an enclave of higher knowledge. Right. And uh, something went, went wrong and they destroyed themselves. Right. So it, it kind of is the same scenario as we were talking about with fallen angels, how that whole thing went with, with civilization getting out of control. Right. Um, now, there's a lot of theories about Atlantis. Of course, Atlantis itself is a theory. It's based on Plato's. And yep. Some people think that he was sort of just mythologizing some actual society and embellishing it and making right. it. I tend to think that Atlantis is probably a real place. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know, again, Edgar Cayce talked a lot about yep, that he did. in his prophecy. So who knows? I don't know. But but there's there's this guy, Michael Sar- uh, Zarian, Cesarian. He's an Irish. I don't know exactly what his job is, but he, he writes a lot about these kinds. Of, yep. uh, he's been on Coast to Coast. He's pretty out there. Um, but he talks about the Atlantis being a, a bastion of the... Yep. They were, so who knows? It's like their colony. Yeah, sort of. Sort yeah. Of. Um, but I also ran across this in his book, which is called Atlantis, Alien Visitation and Genetic Manipulation, which is what we've been about for the last hour or so. Um, and, and he says that there were many names that have come down to us that were used to describe these visitors, speaking about the fallen angels. And these are some of them. And this is, this is going to, I think, take Eric by surprise. Maybe not. Maybe a slightly more learned than, than I'm aware of. <laughs> um, so these are some of the names. Anakim. Hmm, does that sound familiar? Mm, Anakim Skywalker. Uh, Re- Reflum. Jinn. The Jinn is a pretty common yeah. name. That's associated more with the... Liquor store? With the, with the Quran. <laughs> no, with the Quran, I think. Yep. Giants, of course. Of course. Uh, Titans. Yeah. Fallen Angels, which we've got. The Watchers. The Els. The Ari. The Elders. Uh, the Sons of Zadok. Sons of Seth. The Uranids. The Cyclopeans. That's another thing we talked about. The Cyclops. Yeah. Which is another part of... That was... That, Cyclops was a giant... A one-eyed giant. Yeah. Right? That, uh, who, who was the guy that fought him? Oh, you're killing me now. I know. Um, I'm dredging the... Jason the, the Argonauts. J- Jason the Argonauts. He had to fight the, the Cyclops. Put yeah. his, they put his eye out, I think, actually. Yeah. yeah what, good is, what good is a blind Cyclops? Uh-huh. Not much. Um, Prometheans. Yeah, there you go. Kind of Prometheans, ties in. huh? Olympians. Yeah. Another one. Um, the... I'm going to skip obscure. The, the Necromancers. That's kind of a cool one. The Rayless ones. The Bent ones. I went to that too much, I don't think. 
Uh, Brotherhood of the Snake. Hey. That's where the reptilian thing is coming in, and the serpent people. Yeah. But the biggest one of all, here, saved for last. Here we go. They were also referred to as... I'm going to spell it out, and I'm going to make Eric say it. Here's the spelling. You might, I don't know if you want to write this down. Okay. It's D-J-E-D-H-I. Now, no say, way! Say that word, Eric. No way! Say that word, Eric. No way! How do you say that, Eric? You could say it, Jedi. You could. You could. Oh, no way! So what do you think? That is pretty messed up. So that kind of puts a whole new spin on your Star Wars... It's not. Hey, it's not my Star Wars. Well, I mean, it's, on it's, your on your Star Wars uh, point it, of view, it's everybody's that? Star no, I, Wars. I know, that. I know you don't own the concept, but but the the cool thing about that is that if that's the case, if that is an interchangeable term for the fallen angels, did did Lucas know that? I think George Lucas <clears throat> just like raided everything that he could possibly get well, his hands on. Well, maybe he did, but for... there is there is a whole. Um, if you if you if you Google that, yeah. which I did. There, there was a whole group of, of warriors referred to, and, and their rack were real, real warriors. Supposedly had uh, tuned up skills. So maybe that's where he got it from. It makes sense. Wow. You know? So you have to Google that. That, is, that might yeah. be a post-it note, and it's, or at least tied in with a, or a future Star Wars show. Anyway. You, know, you know what we got to do for May the 4th? We we got May, May you know it's like it's like it's a big huge Star Wars day May the fourth be with you. Oh, okay. that's where that I comes didn't from. get that. I missed that. We, maybe again. we should do the Origins of the Jedi show. Yeah, that would be. Cool. I I thought you'd like that. I just ran. See if Eric knows that one. No, I'm I'm shocked. I would be. I'm pleasantly pleased by. That. We also got to try and get the author of the book um, about the Force. Oh, uh, Joshua P. Warren. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be crap. Yeah, we're starting a new row here. Wow, that's impressive. It's no, it's no longer Hollywood Squares. It's so now. We're, so we're moving toward Podcast Twenty. If I know. Post-it notes. We might they actually, turn into shows. We might actually have to like um, revisit some other topics too. Well, I, I also stuff. have a guy. I don't want to mention his name, but I brought him forward to Eric the other day, uh, who has done a lot of work on the Giants. Yeah. Uh, supposedly discovered. So we're hoping to maybe get him. Yeah, as a podcast guest, I won't say his name in case we can't get him. Then we have to go back so, well, on it. He, well, he, you know, so we were talking during the break, and one of the things you wanted to do was you wanted to talk about how does this have anything to do with the here and now? Okay, so if you if you hearken back to one of our previous shows on, yeah, there was a lady that we talked about called Betty Andreasen, okay, who, who actually lived not too far from here. Yep. I think she still lives in Massachusetts. She's still alive, I think. I th okay. She, she, she'd be a great guest, too, if we could get her. But she's, she, who knows? And we're talking about the uh, the woman who was abducted for a couple of hours down the road from where I live? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was abducted from a farmhouse. I, a Ashby it, or Nashburnham? Uh, Ashburnham. Yeah. Which is not too far. Yeah. So, at any rate... You could, she, liter you could literally walk mm -hmm. there. You she, could literally she walk She talked there. about... She referred to the aliens who abducted her as telling her that they were watchers that they their their mission and that they've been you know their 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 visits to earth have not is not recent right i mean the one where they abducted her obviously was but yeah. but they've been coming to the earth for hundreds of thousands of years and they've been watching over the yeah. the human race the the interesting connection i think is that when when people are abducted and we spoke of this when we is that there's always a sexual yeah and when you think about this watcher today, there's a the fallen the, angels. The fallen angels up came down, and they, you know, they they were enjoying some Earth women. Um, so maybe there's some connection between the. Maybe they're one and the same, Walt. Maybe they are. 
that's that's my I guess that's my. so actually one of the books that was written about her or I don't think she wrote it written about her abduction is called the watchers that's actually the title so, so yeah. there is some kind of a connection yeah so the 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 thought that we have um I guess a group of more evolved beings or more maybe powerful beings yeah. that are that are kind of watching over is kind of a can be a scary thought yeah it can also be a comforting thought depending I don't think most of the abduction is positive no, I don't think so at all. I mean, mostly negative. You know, people went through some kind of a painful procedure when probed. Um, well, it's no different than... I guess, the, I guess the fallen angels were doing some probing too, but it was well, well, of, of a different kind. I'm going I'm to use this analogy, and it's going to take, take us back a couple of decades. Do you remember Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom I with do Marvin Perkins? I do remember Mar And remember all the animals that they captured and tagged? Well, I mean, that must not have been a pretty, ex you know fun experience for the animals you know no i wouldn't think so so you would think that so. well if we're if we're capturing and we're tagging animals for whatever reason we do that you know maybe there's a higher life form that's doing the same to us and maybe they have their own version of mutual of omas maybe, wild maybe they do them. maybe they have their own yeah <laughs> you know maybe they, that's, a, that's a twilight zone episode it's a cookbook it's a cookbook no it was it was another one this guy was taken to he was taken up on the, the guy crash landed on mars and they put him in a zoo. Yeah, that, yeah, that one, yeah, it was, was a great a, episode starring a, a, starring Susan Oliver. How do you know that? How do I know that? Yeah. How do you? How can how do you, you remember that? How can you not remember <laughs> Susan no, Oliver? I, I, I don't. I remember the episode. You don't the remember the, who was the male? The who cares? Male oh, yeah, Susan yeah, yeah, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, so, Come on. Well, who was okay? Who's Susan Oliver? Susan oh, ignorant. Susan Oliver was in the uh, original episode of the Cage or the uh, the Menagerie on Star Trek. Susan, oh, okay. Su yeah, okay. Susan Oliver was okay. showed up in a, yeah. Okay, I'll plead ignorance on that one. She, I mean, she, I, you know, um, Susan Oliver, Olivia Newton-John and my wife, they all have something in common. They have that... that They've all been in love with Eric Fisk at one time or another. <laughs> <laughs> in Eric Fisk's no, fantasy world, yeah. They, they, have, they have that beautiful, girlish, innocent look to them. Oh, okay. That is just so irresistible. Okay, now you're... Now you're Start, starting to sound like a fallen angel, actually. <laughs> you've, you've been reading too much about them. You're starting to take their personal. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to think like a fallen <laughs> you are, angel. You are. It's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I do think there's a tie-in between these, these stories. Uh, and, and, and here's another point of view, or another point, I guess. Have, have, the, have they really left? You know, have, have the, has the alien presence ever really left? No. Left the Earth, and this ties in with a, maybe with the Roswell show that we did you know, a couple. Well, it was the last episode actually, with um, Tom Carey about the, the Roswell crash, and um, it, it's, you know, it's the episode that all of our fans have already listened to. Right, but hopefully, we, but we haven't hopefully. aired yet. <laughs> no, it's in the aired, future, yeah. in the past. No, it's aired. Oh, Both the two of them. The Tom yeah, the Carey two of them. Yeah, been, yeah, that's been on. I'm thinking about the JFK uh, one that we did. So, so maybe. Um, you know, maybe maybe the watchers have have not left. Maybe they're still here. You know? I think that I think that there is some research that I did where there mm -hmm. has there's always been some sort of weird, um, some kind of supernatural visitation. And this is the show that we recorded when we were half in the bag mm. um, for uh, Saint oh, Patrick's fairies, Day. The yeah, and the mystical creatures and stuff right, like that. Right. And the thing is, is that the sightings waxes and wanes, fits and starts again. Whereas it was just like UFOs and flying saucers weren't even a thing that we really sort of thought about that heavily. But they came right back into the mainstream with um, 
Um, uh, the Roswell, yeah, with with yeah. And, and, in the late forties, and, and Mr. And Mr. Arnold flying around Mount Manier looking yeah. for yeah. Rainier. Flying yeah, there around. was there was a real uh, increase in UFOs, it's, and it was all you know it was all of a sudden. It mm-hmm. was just all of a sudden, bang! There they are. I'm not sure that it's really subsided, it's but there just, was an intensity. There after. was, there was. Yeah, for, I wonder what there was for that. Yeah. Uh, another point is that get you know the larger point of the, of all of this, the fact that we have been denied denied knowledge yeah and that's um, wh- whether it's the knowledge about the roswell crash or knowledge about past history who who knows how much past history there is that we only have glimpses of and that's what i keep bringing and, up and why don't we know that where and where is that where is that stored well i don't think it's an unfair question to ask and especially since i look i mean I'm not saying that it's like um, I'm the smartest man in the room everywhere I go, mm-hmm. but I, I think I think I'm I think I'm smarter than average. I'd like to believe that, and I might be wrong. But the thing no, is, I'll give you that. But the thing is, is that who gives these people the right to say we're not going to tell you about this, all this information on this topic? So, so this goes back to what we were talking about when things went horribly wrong with the cleanse it well yeah. well when they restarted the population again what they did was they they now this is kind of tying into the anunnaki is that they determined that the reason why things went bad was because the human race had too much that they couldn't handle so they so they dumbed us down um so to, to keep that from so so what's going on even today is is an offshoot you really think so well that's or that's they what a lot that's, of, what that's, they that's think. not my theory that's that's a theory I didn't. I didn't make that. So, who's to say that's not true? We don't know, do we? But what we do know is that there's a lot of things that yeah, like you said, things in the Smithsonian, these giant skeleton, yeah, taken, and and why can't we have have the privilege of seeing those? Right. I mean, mean, if it's in the Smithsonian, Smithsonian, theoretically, we we own those, don't we? In some sense. Well, here's the thing. How how does it help me not knowing about what really happened in Roswell? How does it really help society? It doesn't help you. That's 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 not part of the. How does helping it, you is not, or helping me, or helping the general population is not part of the equation. What the equation is is maintaining a paradigm that works for the the in charge. They've taken. But the thing, it's it's sort of like this. If you keep a secret for too long, and when this that secret finally comes out, it's actually worse than when. If you would just come out and were and and you were honest in the first place, well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Right? You know, I, I did some thinking after we talked to, to Tom Carey about that. Um, now, now let's just conjecture a little bit. What if um, all of that's true about the you know that was an alien ship that crashed and and they reversed um, the technology mm-hmm. from that you know to, to to things that we're now using like right. the microwave, the cell phones. Supposedly, those yeah, podcasting, all all of those things are offshoots of of the technology sure. developed as a result of reverse engineering sure. the spacecraft. Suppose there was a propulsion system, yeah, that they were using that would give the human race a propulsion system that did not involve the use of fossil fuel. What would that do? To, what would that do to 
the oil industry to the you know to to all of those fossil fuel industries and what would that do to the think about that what would it what kind of an impact would that have i mean it would be it would be or, or i mean it would be good because theoretically in, in we the wouldn't be polluting the earth in the long run in the long run yeah but short term what would that do would, oh, oh the thing is is that um you know michael, what would that do to, to everything michael it would rupert, turn everything on yeah, its head michael rupert talked about this in his movie collapse which i think we should we should watch and and, and discuss sometime because the thing is is that the entire paradigm in the Middle East and all these countries that develop and and you know um, exploit the the oil reserves under their feet all of those economies would just collapse absolutely what so saying. what would that do to the whole to the whole paradigm turn everything on its head well I think that you would you would have obviously a couple of maybe a couple of decades of, of chaos but then I mean afterwards you if, think if so come full circle here if suddenly if suddenly it turned out that we could use technology and our reliance on foreign oil there would be chaos or in the on, middle east or on oil or, or, well, oil still has other uses than just gasoline and diesel and kerosene and whatever there's other things yeah but but do we need to have those That's, what the uh, plastics that we get out of oil yeah do we need plastic plastics a horrible thing well, really, when you think about its impact on the earth, I mean, it never goes. But, you know, the thing is, is that um, I had a geology teacher who had this argument, whereas is like there are more uses for petroleum products than just um, oil, you know, for gasoline. Only because that's our existing paradigm. Right. Does it have to be that? If, if somebody said tomorrow that there's no more oil, it's dried up, it's gone. Yeah. You know, some alien craft came and sucked, <laughs> sucked it all up out of the earth. <laughs> They'd find another way around that. You know they would. Of course they would. So, you know, what I, my point is, is, you know, I'm not sure that our reliance on petroleum is not something that's been created. I mean, it has been created. Right. Because it's, it's a way to make, when they figured out that they could make gas petroleum boom there you go there went the car industry there went everything well and and also the thing is is that which is which is why tesla got beaten down because he wanted to he wanted to energy. create a, he wanted to create a, a a type of energy that was free yeah oh my free oh energy? look out free energy are you kidding me let's make this guy look like a moron but, or, an, or an, uh, an insane i mean the thing is is that you you read um, you know, popular science, popular mechanics, na science, nature, all of these magazines out there, even Omni, when it existed during the 70s, yeah, 80s, and 90s, that was the best was magazine good, ever. It's a good magazine. Yeah. You, you, and you look at all these technologies, these emerging technologies that they have coming out. We have ways of taking household garbage by the ton. For every ton of household garbage we have, we could get a barrel of oil. And we could take all of these plastics, these non-recyclable plastics, put them through um through a machine a, a small portable factory and we can get purified crude oil or oil whatever to use with whatever we want we have so other, reverse the process you know? yeah sort of reverse the process yeah that makes sense i, I never and, thought about that and the thing is is that but why aren't we using those technologies for exactly what you said because no, there's probably not enough money in it Oh, on contraire, there's more than enough need. I mean, imagine if, like, the transfer station here. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to put the energy into that to do that. Oh, it's 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 totally cost effective. It's completely. Well, maybe then, then why aren't they doing it? So I guess that's well, the, my next question. Well, the thing is, is that it gets back to what you were talking about. If we if we were no longer relying on foreign oil, foreign economies would simply collapse. If 
if the world was not buying oil from Saudi Arabia, what would happen to Saudi Arabia when they... There would there would be a revolution. There would be a civil war, unlike anything we've but, ever but seen before. But that's like saying, okay, we know the road we're going down. Yep, sucks. Yeah, but we have to keep going down that road because look what would happen if we don't. Rather than saying, okay, this this is an alternative. That's their logic, not mine. No, I'm just saying. So this is an alternative. Let's set up that alternative. Yeah. To to replace those things. Right. Not necessarily overnight. But gradually, let's let's look at different ways of approaching our needs. I guess maybe could you we know, could is, we is say that pie in the sky? Yeah. Could we say that that's not what we're trying to do now? Could you make an argument that because the thing is that there is the push for solar? Yeah, but it's and, limited. It's it's not really uh, it's not really having maybe it will mm-hmm. 10, 10, 20 years. I don't think there's a lot of energy in it going in. That. I mean, there's some. Yeah. And it, it's you know you're seeing more and more solar, but is it enough to to stave off the damage that? constantly constantly being done every day environment so, it, it will so. it, it gets back to the whole thing with the forbidden knowledge like you said mm-hmm. like we we know that somebody knows of a better way of doing things we know that there are technologies out there that may not they, they may not be silver bullets but they are long they are part of the long-term solution but the thing is is that they, whoever they are, the big, huge collective they, they don't want us to know. And they don't want us to use that because it's going to upset the paradigm that is making the people who are in charge now so much money and it gives them so much power. That's what it comes down. It comes down to greed. And it always does. Whenever you want to solve a problem, follow the money. Because I think that the whole thing with the metaphysical connection is that whoever is in charge, there is a specific mindset and there's a certain set of truths and beliefs that they want us to hold on to. So they can have the illusion of being the ultimate power in the universe. As crazy as that sounds, I know that sounds crazy. Well, that's what it's after you make so much money. It's the next step is power. Yeah. And control. Control go to. Yeah. There you go. All right. So what are the final thoughts on this, Walt? Or, well, I, I, I think it? we have to keep plugging away with uh, with with the fact that there's a there's a lot of knowledge out there that doesn't come through to us yeah you know if it, like for example i was watching good mirror mm-hmm. which is kind of my daily ritual you know <laughs> i have coffee if you look at it it's 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 positioned so that you know there's some main news stories mm-hmm. which aren't probably really even i mean they're the main things that are happening. right like if there's some kind of an event you know like a terrorist right. attack or something and they spend some time on that and then they gradually water it down to where they're talking about like dancing with a star you know what elvis's granddaughter is doing and you know really non-meaningful things like that so so for a two-hour show you're getting maybe a half hour of anything that's that's even bordering on meaningful yeah and then the rest of it is just junk it's sort of like you the, know, it, that you know the the uh, nephilim fingered in there you know? <laughs> <laughs> but so the, why is that you know see, they could have had it on the desk there with george stephanopoulos it's probably almost as big as he is <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, is and I and I and I coined this, uh, I coined this phrase back in high school. Um, it's not news; it's news byproduct, or or well, it's homogenized news. news. It's 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 just the news that they want us to privy to. Exactly. You know, it's just enough to say, yeah, we're bringing you news. It doesn't really, most of it doesn't matter very yeah. much. Garbage, yeah. mostly. Um, yeah, you can get you know if you can get even CNN when you watch CNN, that's more more constant but it's it's a lot of junk it's yeah. a lot of people's opinions they have 
you know, political guys that say this and another one says that. And they, um, there's no real pure, maybe the BBC News, and I bet less, you, a little less tainted. By I bet joke. you, I bet you that there are people who are in, who are in England right now who are like saying, oh, the BBC is so. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no real pure news. I no. Mean, other than the. And the Fedora Chronicles the, Network. The, the, well, yeah, this, that. <laughs> I, I think that that's, that's really our mission. Out some things that people might not hear about. So, yeah. Uh, talk about some topics that enlightening in some way yeah you know, um, and then people can morph off of that or riff off of that and, and do their own research exactly say, eh, those guys were talking about some some stuff that's so yeah maybe it sounds kind of cool or maybe for myself yeah but at the end of the day they're they're broadening their two bit, crazy middle-aged men in yeah, new hampshire you know, talking yeah. about you know flying saucers and right, crazy stuff that shit. We, stuff, yeah think, yeah maybe, what, maybe not i don't know yeah and that's one of the reasons why people love the news that we do at the top of the show because you know, well, we get a little silly. Yeah, we haven't. We've been leaving Jeb Bush. You know back what? On his, his ass. Well, here's the thing. Let's dial it back. Maybe here. he's old news. Maybe he's not even. Well, no, didn't, airtime. Anymore. Didn't you hear the news? I don't think I did. But well, I'm, the, I have a feeling I'm going to. Well, the thing is, is that what folks don't maybe they don't realize is that we've had a horrible storm. We got somewhere between six to eight inches here in New Hampshire. So while getting ready for the 2020 primary. I would not believe it. Ben Carson, Jeb Bush, and little Marco Rubio were out shoveling driveways. So it, it, to repay their campaign, to to repay money. their campaign money, and to, right. and to and to raise support for their upcoming campaign in two uh, in two thousand twenty. You know, that's another thing that I had a thought the other. If all the money they put into ads yep. for campaigns, yep. If that went to some like good purpose, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how many millions of dollars do you think is spent? Um, you know, when you start at the primary, yeah, all the primaries and all the money they spent for advertising and yeah, uh, if all that money was put into like schools, rebuilding our infrastructure, I mean, that could go a long way, right? You know, and what do we end up with? You know, all that money that's spent on campaigns. Look what we end up with. Look at our choices. We you have. Know, well, it's really sad. You know, it's a make, it's a make work project for all the people who make commercials and 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 print ads. And yeah, stuff where's like all that money go? I don't know. It goes into the media. There's so many disappears there's, somewhere. There's some pro, media black hole. You know, thanks to Jeb Bush, some executive at WMUR Channel Nine has a yacht. And, you know, is is now <laughs> they have their own jet now because because he ran for president. <laughs> I was going to say BMW, or, or maybe he's got it set up so that it funnels right back into the. To the uh, Bush coiffures, you know, it goes through the media and back into the Bush fund. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, could you just... Yeah, maybe he's got like a, maybe it's like a circle, you know, it, a it, money circle. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, we're going to take this campaign finance money here. And we're going to call it the Hillary Clinton Memorial School. She's not dead yet. <laughs> Keep your fingers crossed there, Monica. <laughs> She's dead to me. <laughs> you want to talk about a dead fish? I'll show you a dead fish. We're going to talk about separate bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> separate houses in separate states. <laughs> okay, we, be we better end this, Eric, before we go too far. <laughs> it might get too graphic. <laughs> we'll build you a brand new high school if you pledge your support to Hillary Clinton right now. Yeah, you just want to do your Bill Clinton invitation. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, the big takeaway is that we talk about some crazy stuff, but we hope that we can stimulate the imagination. That's and, what it's all about. And get you, know. you people to, to do your own research on mm -hmm. the paranormal, the unexplained, and, and, and see where it goes. So... Anyway, any so you're going to talk about the new Zazzle pitch has all them. Oh yeah, well it's amazing because that was going to be in uh, that was going to be in uh, the the, the commercials. Oh okay. So anyway, um, right now I have spent the past couple of days working on a new Zazzle page. So if you go to 
Zazzle.com slash the Fedora Chronicles, you will see right at the top of the page underneath our banner, we have uh, some brand new collections. And the first collection of all of that is our Zazzle stuff. Do you know what you can get at Zazzle, Walt? Uh, I know you can get a mug. You can, you can get, get a, a t-shirt in black or white. Yeah. And I think I saw a travel mug on there. We, you got a travel cool? mug. And also, if uh, now for all of you people who have tote bag fetishes, you can get your tote bag without pledging a dollar to NPR or PBS. You can go directly to Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles, and you can buy your own metaphysical connection tote bag. And you get to keep important programming like this on the air with your support. Sounds good. Absolutely. Go for it. You can zazzle your. Yep. And and the thing is, is that and here's the thing: if you have an idea for our product, let us know, and what we will do is we will we will make it happen for you somehow, some way, because we love you guys that much. We're, we'd even be willing to consider metaphysical underwear. And we're getting back to the, back to the silk boxer. Get get yeah. That's a different kind of metaphysical connection. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's actually it. <laughs> no, could be. No, hey, listen. You never know. We're, if you would be willing to consider it, if you want the metaphysical connection logo on a pair of boxer briefs, I can make that happen for you. All right. All right. Any any final words, uh, Walt? No, I, I think I exactly. At this point. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again, folks. This has been the Metaphysical Connection with your hosts, Eric Renderkingfisk and Walt Schnabel. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the unexplained, the paranormal, and the supernatural phenomenons. You can learn more about us on our webpage. Right now it is metaphysical.fedorachronicles.com where you can find links to our Facebook and Twitter page. This is also a great way to catch up on past shows, find out what we'll be talking about next time, and drop us a line and tell us how much you love this show and what topics you want us to tackle next. That's also a great portal for all of you to let us know if you'd like to be a guest on our show with a great story or to promote a book that you've written or a documentary that you have filmed. The Metaphysical Connection is a product of the Fedora Chronicles Network, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. Eric was right. He was absolutely right. I, Eric is right. <laughs>